Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and I am coming to you today in a little different area. I'm actually traveling for work. I actually just got done uh, meeting with one of my accounts, and then I just jumped on a podcast for another podcast. So I figured I might as well make my own podcast. But I do want to say it is super windy, like 40 to 50 mile an hour wind gust here in New Mexico. Um, so if you guys do have any wind feedback, I apologize. I'm hoping it's it's not, but it has been shaking the window uh, this evening. So I wanted to jump on here because this has been a message I've actually received several times this week. And so I just wanted to address it. I've had people asking me to uh, talk about it. And so I figured well, let's talk about it then. So if you guys are watching, please on YouTube, press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are following on the podcast, a five-star review helps us reach as many people. And again, today I'm actually in the process of making my vlog of a day in the life of a medical device sales rep. And so showing just what my day-to-day looks like, I'm, I'm actually recording this for that. So if you guys are interested, you guys can shoot over onto that YouTube channel. It's just Jacob McLaughlin or search new to medical device sales. And you guys can see a day in the life of the trip I'm actually doing right now while I'm recording this. But today's show is called Talking to a Customer or a sales call. Um, you know, this is something I've been getting asked a lot is by people trying to break in is they're like, Hey, what does it look like when I'm going to actually talk with a doctor? What does a normal sales call talk? Like, what does the process even look like? Um, so I think this is a good thing to go over because we can talk about how you would learn the process, use it in your interview process. If you guys haven't. Um, and then I can also give you what I've been doing. Again, I always say this, I'm brand new, you know, like this is my first trip um, I'm taking for my territory, but I'm brand new into the industry. I'm now at month like five. So again, what I say is just from my experience and what I'm learning. But again, I am learning every single day. So I I say that because just because what I say on these sales calls doesn't mean it's set in stone or you guys should follow it to a T because like I said, I'm still learning. There's probably things during my sales calls that could get touched up and I could say, or I could do different. Um, and so I, I'm just always aware of that, but I always want to say that to you guys because I don't want to ever lead anybody down a path where they, they think I'm, I'm lying to them or not. I'm just telling you guys my experience. And again, hopefully that's helpful to you. But again, I also being fair that I'm brand new into this as well. And maybe, maybe it's not the best advice at this time, but I'm just going to share you what I do, what I would say if I was you, um, and what I used actually in my process of trying to get hired in medical device sales. So with that, when going into talking to a customer, a sales call, the first thing you have to do, you got to prospect. Um, so you'll hear it all the time when you guys are trying to break in, what is prospecting? And all prospecting is, is you're finding your, your person you're trying to get. So let's say it's a doctor. You're trying to find whatever about your doctor that you need to know. And so what I mean by that is there's probably systems that will tell you how much volume a certain doctor does or a certain account does. And you guys need to learn and be like, hey, is that worth my time? Because let's just say you have a quota of a million dollars and you have an account that it's your prospecting and one account does, you know, $300,000 in volume and the other one does $70,000 in volume. Well, if you're looking for your yearly quota, where would you probably spend more of your time, right? Are you going to go to the 70,000 or the 300? So that's where using those systems, you can prospect. Uh, But also then finding out, okay, well, if this, this is an account that does 300, is there several doctors that are there? Is that one doctor who does it? 
doing research to find out, okay, maybe it's three doctors and throughout the three doctors, one does actually 200 of it. And then the other two do make up the other hundred. So your, your top dude that you would be prospecting, you're trying to go after, uh, is the doctor doing 200. And so that's how you start to prospect and you start to learn. And then you, you find out who they are and you start to research them and maybe find out where they went to college and, uh, what their specialties are and how long they've been in the industry and just learning more about them. Um, and once you find out who they are, then that's when you're going to go and start taking the next step is this is the tough one is getting in front of the doctor. So especially with COVID going on, you're not just walking up to a doctor in the hospital. That that doesn't exist anymore because as of right now, for me at least, if you don't have a surgery going on, you can't be in the hospital. Um, I even have to call back to make sure that I'm allowed back there even though I was notified about the case. So the days of just walking in and being able to find a doctor and talk to them, it, it, it's not the case. And it's something I've never known. Apparently that used to be, uh, maybe you could hang out at a hospital all day, but that's not the case anymore right now with COVID. Um, so you have to get creative, you know, maybe you're going to their office. Um, maybe you're going to where, maybe they're going to a surgery center. You're finding out where they go and people that influence them. And, and so you have to get creative. And this is where you start talking about in your interview process is knowing that you have to get creative because with COVID, you're not just doing lunches, right? Like some of my accounts are allowing lunches. Some of them don't allow a lunch. Some of them allow a lunch via Zoom. Like being able to learn and then also what are you saying to get that lunch? You know, like I found out really quick if I was trying to get into a an account and try to get a lunch set up with a doctor, a big time doctor. If I mentioned just about the doctor that I'm trying to set up a lunch and see them, I actually got turned away more. But once I started saying I wanted to bring in lunch for the office and which is the like the gatekeeper I'm talking to, you know, maybe it's the front desk or it's a receptionist. And I say, I want to bring in lunch for you guys and also talk with certain doctors. You know, my, my success started turning around and then also just asking those questions of, you know, Hey, what can I do to, to make this the best, you know, like learning from them. And, and then again, if you can make that relationship, learning about the doctor before you meet the doctor. Um, so that can be a talk about, you know, when you are trying to do a sales call, you know, you're doing your prospecting, you're learning, then you're going and you're trying to set up a, you're, it's called a call, it's called a cold call. And that's just, you know, maybe that's stopping into the office to set up a lunch. Um, so that, or it, all it is, is you've never talked to them. You're trying to get in front of them. Maybe you're meet, meet the doctor at the office. Maybe you'll meet them at the hospital when you have a case. Um, but you're just trying to get in front of them. And then looking at what your conversation looks like. This is the question that I was getting asked a lot with, this was the uh, second part. One thing I'm learning is, you know, when I first started, I've listened to some sales uh, podcast and I was doing everything they say not to do. And I'm laughing because it's like being able to look back and reflect. And so at first, when you're getting into it, being the new guy, I, I'm coming in, I'm trying to reflect on who I was uh, and what I learned. And so what I learned is, you know, all these great features of the products that I was selling and what it would have benefit the doctor. And without getting to know the doctor, without doing, I would just say, hey, I'm Jacob, I'm the rep, uh, say who I'm with. And then I'd start word vomiting and just throwing up. And my friends, that is not the way to do it. Because guess what? They will go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, great, thanks. I don't want to use you. Or even if they say, great. Yep. I'll try you. They won't try you because you didn't make a connection and a relationship. And I know I've even said that like in personal training, that's what it all is. Right. And that's when I was breaking in 
but you really have to learn about them. So, you know, like when you're trying to get this conversation going, it's, it's learning about their practice, you know? So what you want to look for is you want to be a, a listener. You want to ask good questions and listen, you know, instead of me just, I'll say who I'm with, but instead of just me going straight into the features, if they have a little more time, I start asking about their practice, you know, maybe how many cases they're doing, what's their, what's their favorite part about it? What's the, maybe some of the complications that they're seeing and let them tell you maybe some of the things that you could use your product to sell on. So that's a, that's been a big learning part for me. And again, for you guys that I hope that you can use is maybe you're going through that interview process and, and being able to talk to, Hey, I know I'm going to learn all this stuff, but I, I'm going to ask good questions. And I think that comes a lot when you're interviewing, if you can come in, into the interview with good questions, like I mentioned that I talk about in my ebook, questions I asked that I got told were really good questions. It makes you stand out because they have to think about it, but also they're going to tell you exactly what they're looking for. Um, and they're also going to be making you, or they're going to think about you after you're gone. But let's take it back to the interview process uh, when you guys are interviewing. Here's a question I asked, and I've said it in uh, previous episodes, but here's a thing I said, um, or a question I asked that was got really great feedback and also helped me learn. So it was, can you please tell me about the best rep you've ever hired and what, what characteristics made them the best rep? And so why this question is great if you're in the interview process is they are going to tell you everything that they are looking for in a rep that they are hiring. So they're giving you the cheap code right now because they're telling you about it. Maybe they're not even thinking about it, but they're telling you. And so this is what I mean. If they're looking for somebody to hi get hired and they they tell you about, let's just say the rep's name's Tina. And we're like, oh, for Tina, this position, we're just looking for, you know, someone who will, you know, work hard. They'll, they'll put in the time and, um, but, but they they can still have family time and relationships and do that. Like they're, maybe they're more like passive with it. Then that's what you're going in and they're like, oh, that's what they wanted from me. But if you ask that question, well, guess what? They might tell you about Tina, who was the best rep ever. And Tina came in early. She got done late. She never complained. She was always there when, even when we didn't need her, she was always available. Um, she did the little things. She helped out when she didn't have to. She made everybody's life easier. Like they will tell you what they're looking for. And then you find those pieces and you, you fill the gap with yourself. So again, same thing. Once you're talking to an actual doctor, you find out what their, uh, their, their struggles are or what they maybe have a problem with, with a product that they're using already and how your product fits that void or how that your product actually helps that. Um, so now instead of talking about the 20 different things that are great about your product that they don't care about, you can find the one thing they really care about, hone in on it. And that's what maybe sells your product. So again, when you are, when you're having that call with that doctor, you know, you're, you're prospecting, you're doing a cold call, you're getting in front of them. And now you're trying to discover the needs, right? You're trying to find out what, what they're looking for, what makes a product a good thing for them. And then after that, then you're trying to close into the point of scheduling something. You're trying to schedule a surgery. You're trying to, you know, after you've had that lunch, Hey, can we, can we get something in the books? Can we, you want to try all this, the next, next case you have, you know, and, and getting them to commit to, to trialing it. But again, it's always closing. So taking it back to the interview process, if you guys are trying to break in, you know, you want to make sure that you guys are 
asking good questions. And then at the end of every interview, like you've heard a million times, is make sure you guys close. It's no different. And that's why they make it such a big deal in the interview process because it's the same thing when you're going to talk to a client or a doctor. Um, it doesn't matter what sales you're in. You have to make sure to discover the needs, find out what they're, what's important to them, be able to answer and how your product fits that void or how it answers the questions they have, and then be able to close them. And again, like I said, this is something I'm still learning, so I can say it, but it's it, it takes time and it's an art to learn it because even though you can role play and you can think that the conversation is going to go this way, but a doctor says something that you've never even heard of, well, there goes your plan. You know, <laughs> you have to like learn it or you have to go find it out. Um, so again, it's just coming in prepared. I, and then that's something I should mention is like, you need it. Like we talk about when you're interviewing, you need to do your research on your company. You need to do the research on your client that you're going to. Um, one of the guys I used to work for, we had somebody, again, he, he was famous on the internet, uh, Instagram famous. And we had uh, people come in to try to sell him something. And they were like, oh, who are you? What do you do? And I just never forget because they left and he looked at me and he's like, how the heck would you walk into somebody's business and not know who they are when you're asking for money, right? And, and it made perfect sense to me. You know, like it takes, you know, a two minute Google search to find out an overview of somebody that you're going to talk to. And same thing with doctors or clients or whoever you're going to do. Um, you can do a quick two minute search and find out a decent amount of information. So you have at least talking points when you're going in to talk with them. So exact same thing with doctors. You can find out where they did schooling at, where they did residencies at, what they are, what a lot of them will list their interests or, you know, how many family, uh, family members they have or they're, they love their dogs or, you know, something like that. And you can just be able to talk it in to make that connection, to lead it into a, uh, to a conversation. One thing I do want to touch on with that as well, but sometimes when you're with doctors, their time is very valuable. Sometimes it's not going to be asking them questions. They don't have, they don't want to talk about it. They're like, I have three minutes. Tell me, tell me what I can see and I'll see if I'm interested, you know? Um, so that's where every situation is different, but again, so is every interview, but I'm just trying to correlate it back and forth from the interview process to an actual sales call because you know I know a lot of the people asking this are people still trying to break in so I want to make it sure that it makes sense in those ways as well and then you know we talked about we touched on what closing looks like you know so if you guys are in the interview process this is something that you guys should be saying at every end of the stage is there any like what I would say and this was my closing line was is there any hesitations that you have for moving me on to the next round? And so if they had any hesitations, they could be like, yeah, we don't think you have sales experience. And then now I need to combat that, right? Um, a lot of times what I got was like, no, don't have any hesitations. You answered all of them throughout the interview process. Or they would just touch back, you know? You know, like we mentioned, you you don't have sales experience. And that's something that um, we were hesitant, hesitant on, but you, you explained, um, very well during the interview. And then, and then I could even just strengthen my argument, touch on, yeah, uh, totally understand. And this is why I, I think that's a, a strength again and touch on it, but making sure that you guys are closing, um, and then asking for the next round, you know, what does that look like? You know, a lot of people, what I've learned is that they might think they're closing, but they're not closing. And they might say, Hey, do you have any hesitations? Nope. And then they're like, great. And then they stop. And, and, and again, if you're in the interview process, that's not enough. You have to ask for, okay, any hesitations? No, great. Okay, what do the next steps look like? Then they're going to tell you. And then it's like, well, 
can we get, uh, would it be next week? Yeah, it'll be next week. Okay. Can we get that on the schedule? Would it be Tuesday or Wednesday? You actually have to try to get it. A lot of times the managers will be like, Hey, we're going through a lot of interviews right now. Um, where we'll let you know. So you can kind of read the situation because some of them did, did do that. And that was serious. And they had to get back to you. Some of them might be doing that just to, to push you off and see if you're going to try to close even harder. Um, and so, that's where it comes in. And then following up, that's the biggest thing is following up again with them. Um, now putting that into the fact of when you're with an actual client, so you get this surgery scheduled. That's what your biggest thing is, is scheduling that surgery and then following up um, with the surgery scheduler, confirming and being at the case, making sure the case goes well, um, things like that. That's really what the the call looks like. And again, like I mentioned at the beginning, this is me being a brand new rep with under a year of experience. This is what I'm learning. I'm still learning every single day, but this is a question I've been getting a lot of people asking me and I and they asked me to answer it. And so I wanted to answer it for you guys, but that's what an average sales call normally looks like. And then again, putting it in the interview process, you know, I, I always tell people you have to do the job to get the job. And so if you guys are trying to break in, make sure that you are using all those steps, you know, like the the easiest way to say this is when I would go in, I find out I have an interview. I, I They tell you who you're having the interview with. I prospect. I'd go look them up on LinkedIn. I'd Google their name. I'd look them up on Facebook and Instagram, see what they had, learn, learn stuff about them, find out what they went to college, you know, find a connection that we had, you know, a talking point, you know, and a lot of times like one of the, one of the managers I found loved golf and I saw that they were in Phoenix golfing. Guess where I live? Phoenix. So when we jumped on the call, what do you think I talked about? Talked about golfing, you know? So those are things, you know, like the prospecting and then it's like the cold calling. Well, if you already have the interview set up, you got the cold call. Now you're having the lunch. Now you're trying to discover the needs that they need and how you fit into them. If you're getting, you're in the interview. And then from there, you know, can, can you show why you would, you'd fit the void, why you're, why you're the right candidate. And then if they need, to be closed, then you need to close them and every, always close. You know, that's always the thing. Always be closing. Um, and then going into the final one, make sure that you are getting a date on the calendar and, and finishing it. And I will just, I'll mention this. I've had several candidates who didn't close. They, they got told they had the job and they didn't close after they got told they had the job. They didn't ask what the timeline was, what they could expect, what's the process look like from here. They didn't do that and they end up not getting the job even though they got told they got the job because they didn't close hard enough at the end. So again, when you guys are going through this interview process, make sure that you guys are always closing and making sure you know exactly what's going on in the next round. And then again, if you guys are just like me and brand new and breaking in, um, that's what I'm learning as well is make sure when you guys are going and talking with your doctors, you're getting something scheduled on the books and then, and then being able, and this is something I have to get better at and I'm working on it is, you know, when they, when they say, well, sure, and then it's like, hey, can I get in contact with a surgery scheduler or can we get this on the books? And they say, no, it's okay. I'll do it. Then being able to ask, okay, well, it sounds like you have some hesitations. Can I, can I answer any questions for you? Or, you know, like, and getting better even at that right there, if that was a question that they could just say, nope, and the, the, the answer's over. You know, the conversation's over and asking good open-ended questions. So again, as I tell you guys, I'm still working on this as I'm going through the process, uh, but I wanted to get this out to you because it's something I've been asked by a lot of people, uh, this exact subject, and so I wanted to get it out to you. So again, if you guys are listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, please press the like and subscribe and the five-star reviews. It helps us. If you guys 
are looking for a little extra help, again, I do have that ebook out, new to medicaldevicesales.com, and it will be in the description and the link for that. Uh, just going into detail again, how I broke in with the top 40 com- or top 30 companies in the medical device world. I got four offers and just being able to share my experience. I list everything I did from exact messages, what I did in the interview process, what that process looked like. Um, questions I asked them, questions they asked me, my 30, 60, 90 day plan, my business review, you know, everything. Um, And just trying to help as so many people. I actually just got an awesome call last night with a guy who just signed with Abbott. Um, He's pumped. He said he used my ebook and that's what made the difference. And so again, that's my goal is just to help as many people in this world try to break into this great great profession. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. You guys also have been hitting me up on Instagram, whether that's Jacob McLaughlin Fitness or it's new to medical device sales. I love it. I'll reach back out to you guys. Um, I'm on TikTok, new to medical device sales. I'm trying to get better at that as well. And always on podcast, YouTube, you guys can find me. So until next time, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Peace.